0: All right, welcome into the Couch Potatoes podcast. I'm your host, Nate Shore, and I'm joined, as usual, by someone who, like Parvati, wants to chew up Adam and spit out his bones on the edge of extinction. Rudy yeah. Flores, Rudy, how you doing, buddy?
1: What's up, brother? Life's
0: good, life's good. We came so close, man. We came so close to just
1: ending <laughs> the podcast.
0: Yes. Just,
1: say, just calling it a victory with Adam almost being eliminated.
0: The whole time I was watching it, I was like, this is either going to be breaking Rudy's heart or it is going to be his favorite episode yet.
1: <laughs> I feel like Jeff knows too. Jeff's out there. He read Adam three times and he was like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? I was mad. Yeah. I was mad. Oh, man
0: yeah but how any Uh, your thoughts on the episode what other than the i mean we can talk about the whole adam thing in a little bit here but what were your overall thoughts have you know after watching it i don't know
1: i i don't know i really want to call to lose because i want to see drama on that other tribe
0: is that the red tribe yeah the 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 red one
1: yeah
0: also sandra
1: is continuing her streak of not competing which is yeah which is wonderful Got some Tony <laughs> moments. I think that was great. Little shark Tony moments. Um,
0: yeah.
1: All oh, the challenge was stressful. Yeah. The challenge was insanely stressful. Yeah. Um, but no, man, I don't really... I really enjoyed it. It was, good. It was a good episode with the curveball right at the end that I did not expect. I'm kind of low-key upset about, too. Um,
0: yeah, tell me... Yeah, so tell, walk me through a little bit what your feelings were throughout the episode. So it, it kind of starts, right, with... Uh, you know, it's seeming like Adam is putting it out there that, that they're going to go after the old school people, go after the big dogs like Rob or Parvati, or at least take a shot at them. And then you're not really sure how that's going to turn out. And then Adam seems to be playing a little bit too fast. And then obviously a the little bit of a curveball at the end there where you think it's going to go for him, but then it t- ends up not going through that. Like, what was your mental state while you were watching that?
1: Okay. So immediately, I think. Adam was wearing pants that are bigger than he should be. He Mm -hmm. felt he had more pool and more influence than he really does. And so that desperation on top of my feelings of Adam um, just added to me being more upset about the whole situation about him. Um, Yeah. And so I think it goes right into him just saying, I'm coming for uh, the poverty Ethan Rob alliance right. right and so he right. starts putting things out there and starts talking to michelle and whatnot and that is i was ready to see that go into play obviously they haven't had a challenge yet um they haven't figured any of that stuff yet but it was clear from the jump that that's the plan for the next hour um, right and there was conversation in the decal tribe about tyson talking to other people wanting sandra out and i said we're gonna go for the queen before you even win or before you lose the challenges." It's great. a ballsy move, I would assume, because you're already yeah. talking about your targets. Um, yeah. and so, and she, Sandra says it goes. Let's talk about this if we lose a challenge. Yeah. Um. And then right. she goes to her confessional, and she's like, "If you come after me, you better find. You better know. You better hope I don't find out. Right. So, exactly. I'm sure she's already planting seeds and trying to figure things out on her end too. Um, yeah. Those are my two like biggest things.
0: Yeah. Well, back to Adam, I was one of the things that really stood out to me. There's kind of this trope that happens a lot on Survivor, whereas you if anybody is overconfident in a confessional in especially in the early half of the episode, it's so often it's just such a harbinger for that person is either going to get screwed or they're going to get overconfident and do something that is going to shoot themselves in the foot. And so as soon as Adam, I think that he said this one line, which is, well, maybe Rob should start playing like me. And it's like, as soon as he said that, I was like this, and there was, you know, more than 20 minutes left in the episode. I'm like, Adam, his time is limited. Right. And so then they went into that and I'm like, and the whole time I'm thinking that Adam is going to go. And then, we don't need, I and then the whole Ethan thing getting voted off, it could not have been a bigger swing for me because I would prefer just from a, a show standpoint for Adam to go home. It would have been satisfying, it would have been an interesting story. The last person that I wanted to go home on that tribe was Ethan, right? And so to have it swing from Adam to unexpectedly go to Ethan was heartbreaking for
1: me. So that's where I think the editing threw me off, and they did a great job of it. I think I text you this where I was just like, Man, they played us. I felt used, um yeah, they fed us this carrot on a string of Adam getting eliminated, and right. they just pull it from us and take Ethan away. and I feel like we didn't yeah. get quality Ethan in this series, in this season either, right? You talk no, about how not at all. he is how how sociable he is how how incredible he is as just a person and a competitor, and right. we didn't get our fair shake of him, You know, right and right and i want i wanted more of that so that was really upsetting cuz i didn't know i really thought it was yeah. going to be Parv or it was going to be adam i thought that's where we were in in that whole situation it was such I- a
0: there was one second when they were when rob was talking to wait no sorry when jeremy was talking to michelle and they're figuring out where you know they're kind of in the middle and they're going to be the kingmaker for this episode or they're going to figure out which way it's going to go and then I don't know who said it, whether it was Michelle or was it Jeremy? They're like, well, we could go Ethan. And it's my heart dropped when I heard that. And I'm like, this is, is that as much as they have? Like, why did they go for Ethan? If it was just this last minute.
1: I think like, it's the showcasing of the power, power dynamic. This whole episode, yeah. you think it's Adam's influence versus Rob's influence. Obviously, Rob's mm-hmm. crushing Adam in that. Um, but we never yeah. really, I mean, you've mentioned it. You think Jeremy's a strong competitor, but. The show did never showcase that. Maybe Michelle and Jeremy are the ones that are holding the cards. And it seems
0: like it, they definitely are now, right? And
1: that's what happened. The vote happened, and you were just, you realize that the people holding it down are those that are not really saying much. They're letting the game right. come to them as opposed to the Adam approach of taking over the game. And it's mm-hmm. working. And the laying low part of this game is what's, I think, the underdog. Uh, effect of winning right now, right? Because you see it in Michelle, yeah. you see it in Jeremy. Who else laid mm-hmm. low in one moment that required them not to get
0: voted Denise? Out? I feel, Denise and Ben—that whole four—I feel like is generally laying low. Denise, Ben, Jeremy, Michelle are pretty much kind of sitting back and letting the game come to them a little bit. Yeah, fair sure yeah. enough. I, I, um. I I still – I think I'm coming to a point where I understand it a little bit better, but it just really frustrates me and it confuses me why people keep saying, well, we need to weaken Rob. We need to weaken Rob. And I get that you need to weaken Rob, but a great way of weakening Rob is just maybe voting for him as opposed to voting for all his minions, right? Like they keep voting for people –
1: yeah, but so why not to
0: weaken Rob, yeah. Whereas the you could have easily written his name down four times that you know, yesterday or at the during this episode yeah. and it would you could take him out. That's a I great way to weaken him. The elimination
1: of Rob would definitely would be earth shattering for the show. That would be a big loss. And I think yeah. it would it would shake up the alliances again. I yeah. Think that's the move, but it never happens.
0: But I think that maybe the more that I've thought about it, I think that the move that we're seeing here is you do want to weaken Rob in some respect, but you also still want Rob around because when the tribes get shaken up or when they come together, if Rob is still there, that Rob is the first person that they're going towards. So it's Jeremy's meat shield strategy, right, where Mm -hmm. he wants bigger threats around all the time so if you can weaken rob so that he can't make as many moves but you still have him in the game to take all the bullets i think that's maybe the strategy that they're going for and i think that if you look at jeremy and michelle as the people pulling the strings on this one you see jeremy wants to keep rob around because jeremy's not the the biggest baddest guy there if rob is still around and Michelle probably wants to keep poverty around because Michelle, if if she has poverty there, then poverty is still the most like sociable, flirtatious kind of. Yeah, you know, she's the biggest shield for her in that respect. Yeah. So hiding you know, in the and, and, the then and then by process,
1: and then pulling the exactly, right now, which is a good thing. exactly it's been working really well. They're doing right. They're doing a masterful job of that and i get that yeah um and it's
0: it's just tough this time to have ethan go home though because ethan like you said is just such a good guy and you didn't we didn't even get to see nearly enough of him although i'm sure we'll see plenty of him on edge of extinction his story of surviving cancer is going to probably play into that pretty well but i hopefully we we get to continue to see more of him but it's just that moment when it unexpectedly comes was was my stomach dropped
1: yeah You man, and he had to have been taken blind he had been blindsided by that vote.
0: For sure. I feel like no
1: one talked about that. Briefly it was Michelle and and Jeremy, but we got hit (laughs) from the side on that. Right. Yeah, I was not not happy with that, especially when you're dangling Adam's elimination in front of me. I
0: Right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Your eyes get wide when that happens.
1: I was pretty upset, man. I was really upset. Uh to see him go. Because he just didn't really have his fair shake, but man, this this game's cutthroat, and uh, no right. one's really safe. So, right, I thought, yeah, that, that was insane that how it went down, and mm. um, from the the most predictable vote last week in Danny to to this curveball in Ethan is it just yeah it makes me really excited for next week. I think it's it's, right. great, it's job of keeping me engaged and and right has me reading Reddit forums and stuff <laughs> like what's going on here.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Rudy, I want to talk to you a little bit about what's going on on the edge of extinction. What do you feel about Natalie and what she's been able to do out there?
1: Natalie on the edge of extinction is, she's clearly the the front runner of the three out there. She knows the island really well. They work really well together. We did have a moment this episode where they kind of had to Together, they read clues, and then they all kind of went on their separate ways to figure out what, what it could be. They had a lockbox that they had to crack, and so all yeah. of them read it, and then Amber books it. And yeah. just says, I think I saw numbers over here. And that gave me right. time to think of, oh, the shells on on the clue itself is the key and whatnot. And so, Yeah,
0: she's balling out up there, man. She is her. like... She, every time there's going to be some kind of clue, she has to be the favorite to get it. She has literally all of the the possible fire tokens. Again, we don't really know how that's going to manifest itself, but it's probably good to have them as opposed to not having yeah, them.
1: She's LeBron in the and team so right now. She's killing it
0: She is. Yeah, she is just the favorite for that. And it seems it's kind of interesting to see them work together and but then ultimately one of them needs to win it right so they're kind of working collaboratively and it's just kind of a chance as to who will ultimately get it it's right like out there man they don't have anything
1: is, yeah i think the and she is spear fishing and she got like a little fish that she's really excited about and i was like yeah they are not they are not in the nicest conditions out there they're legit stranded
0: yeah, and, and Natalie is the person who is just... I I will be shocked if the next time that they can do something to win a fire token, if Natalie does not get it. like She might just literally have all the fire tokens in the whole game at some point, if this keeps up, because she's three for three. And
1: Jeremy's going to have all the idols.
0: Right. Well, she didn't give it to Jeremy, uh, the advantage this time. What is And so she did that. She oh, right? That's a good... Yeah, she gave it to Sarah. I think because she maybe she knew Sarah would be likely to buy it. But that Sarah and Tony sneaking into camp scene was iconic.
1: Oh, right? man. And the whole using Ash to like
0: Ooh, <laughs> yeah.
1: borderline. I was like, oh, no, they're not blackface. they're not going to blackface on time television, <laughs> oh, are they? Um, oh, I yeah. think the night vision cameras definitely helped the cause. And also, yes, Tony's stupidity. Uh, Also (laughs) helped the cause Because the ash didn't work at all But I I got nervous there I was like oh no this is about to trend on Twitter Uh, Yes But that was great dude That was really cool And then great job of like Keeping us anxious when she breaks into the other tribe To steal the clue That's or the idol or whatever is in their Torches My question is how did they not hear the How did they not hear the boat pulling up (laughs) <laughs> whole That's what I'm that. saying.
0: Yeah, they must they must pull up far away, right? And then she has to walk and find them. some way over because otherwise you would definitely hear that, right? Yeah. I
1: would assume so.
0: Yeah. But, uh, when she got the when when we found out that Sarah was the person who is gonna be getting this advantage or getting the opportunity to get this advantage, I was a little disappointed because I was like, man, I was just really hoping that Tony was going to get it because Tony doing anything is just infinitely funnier yeah, it, than anybody else. Doing inner it.
1: commentary on things is amazing.
0: It's so good. And so I was really, really bummed when I first thought it was Sarah and then she pulled yeah. Tony into it. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, this is so good that he's like spit, like the, the moment where he, spits on the uh, ash and then it blows up in their face. Yeah. (laughs) Like you know you have an ocean, right? Like you could there's a whole ocean of water you could use to get that shit wet, but then they just he spits on it instead.
1: (laughs) Tony's good TV man. Even the shark part is really great. He's like I'm scared of sharks, but I grabbed it. And if I let go of it and let this thing swim away, I'll swim to extinction. I'm 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 voted out. I ruined breakfast for them. Uh,
0: Yeah, the cooking of
1: the shark. (laughs) That would make me nervous.
0: Yeah, I, the cooking?
1: Yeah, if I was on that island and we caught a shark, I wouldn't trust them in cooking the shark. I feel like I would just feel Why? Like,
0: you, I, you think they'd undercook yeah, it? Yeah, or I don't,
1: over that'd be aqua dunking for the next three days. <laughs> I, just, I don't know if I would, if I would be alright. you know, just give me the rice. I'll just stick with the rice. Yeah. But it looked yeah, it, it looked like they were crushing it. That was a lot that was a lot of shark.
0: Yeah. Well they it, it's still so, the what was Particularly funny about that to me, and this is it I don't know if this necessarily came off on the main part of the show, if it was more in secret scenes, but people were talking about how Tony is just notoriously unreasonably afraid of sharks. Like he he just he would be out in a boat fishing and he'd be like screaming and really afraid of sharks and all that stuff. So to have him be the person who on this season is you know, the person grabbing it, I was like, oh, my God, you know, this is it's so funny that he is, again, he just seems to insert himself with his hilarity into like every situation. And we are just so lucky to have Tony on our TV screens throughout the whole, you oh, know, yeah. at any point of this,
1: which is the other reason why I think the call needs to lose, because when when you win, when you win the challenges, you immediately, you know, take a victory lap and they don't really showcase you as much anymore. And right. I need to call to lose so that we get a little bit more Tony, a little bit more Sandra, a little bit more Tyson. They have a great right. group of people over there that we're not really seeing. Um, right. And Selig tribe, we we I feel like I know them so much better. Um, right. And so I need I need to yeah. figure that out because I do need more Tony in the in the show. He's he's great comic relief. And right. I mean, he just shoots from the hip. There's no there's no thought Wh- process behind what he does.
0: Right. And we're getting a lot of good Tony character moments, which are great, right? Like he is, like you said, his inner monologue is so good and so funny. I could watch him, listen to him narrate anything, right? And it would just be so, there's just so much humor and personality infused into it. But we really, we got a glimpse of it in the first episode, but we haven't seen it since of Tony's gameplay, right? Like we really haven't seen that much and it is just so erratic and it's yeah. so it's more like um, the brains
1: I like seeing him yes Ron but I want to see the brains part of it I want to see um yeah his his game when the when the I guess psychological aspect of the game comes to him so I'm curious about how yeah that
0: it and but it's, it's so impulsive game, so. and so like 100 miles an hour and we again we saw that a little bit in the first episode where it just lightly got floated that someone had mentioned his name and he started freaking out, right? Like he's wanted to, I think Tyson maybe mentioned his name and then he started insisting that everyone start going for Tyson and you could just feel the panic in him rising. And that's when it's peak Tony, right? Like it's that it's all that character development that you see in these other moments, but then infused and pushed through this lens of like, holy shit, I got to scramble and make this gameplay Happen and it's just when that does happen because it will inevitably happen at some point that he will either make it all the way to the end or he will get voted out at some point. Like it, whenever that he is more infused in that gameplay, it is going to be amazing. And so, we, I, really, I really hope that we get it. I, I want
1: to see the latter equivalent of him possibly getting voted out, <laughs> right? I want to see that freak out. I want to see who he pulls in, who he shakes up, right. I feel it'll be a great one. I feel like we need more time yeah. for sure. But I feel like we need more of that entire DeKal tribe. I have no idea right. who Tyson is, and I have no idea how his gameplay is, because we haven't seen it. Right. I haven't seen right. I haven't seen anyone from it. So I feel like I'm so in tune with Saleh, and I, the reason why I hate Adam, give me a reason to hate Nick, right? <laughs> like, give me a reason. <laughs> but we haven't got it yet. And Yule and is just so meticulous in his planning and in who he talks to and what he says uh yeah and i want to see more
0: of that too but he's running the show over there don't yeah, you think
1: i think so but that's how i guess that's how survivor goes right you gotta you gotta play it out until the merger and then you'll see everyone else's if that's the case because it wasn't there a right. season where one tribe lost eight straight times or something
0: yeah there was one season where a tribe lost literally every challenge before the so, merge
1: the one michelle was they... on, right because michelle felt said that she rarely wins challenges
0: Well, there was. Well, actually, there was. uh, That was Denise whose tribe lost. Pretty much, she went to every single tribal council in the whole game. Right, whereas you know there are some people. I think on Michelle's season, she didn't go to a tribal council until the merge. Right, so it was like the opposite of that. And so it just it's hard to you don't get your sea legs under you. You don't get to like form you know like solidify alliances by voting and all that kind of stuff so there is you know there is something where it is a little bit of a disadvantage uh strategically in some ways if you don't go to tribal council that much or you don't lose you know but whereas because like the people on the what's the blue tribe called Sele. Sele like when they're losing like ben and Denise and Jeremy and Michelle, I think, are probably the tightest group in the whole game right now. Yeah, because they have gone to a tribal council, out you know, so many times, and they've voted with each other, so they know like they have proof that they're on each other's sides, mm. right? And they have solidified those bonds through going to tribal and voting with each other. So I should that group is really tight, or, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you don't know what to do
1: yet, and it hasn't been, it hasn't been necessary yeah. yet. Obviously,
0: there's no lines drawn in the sand, and so yeah, we don't really know, like, we really don't really know what the power structure is on the to call on the red tribe. So it'll be interesting. I really, I yeah, part of me every time I'm glad that they don't lose the immunity challenge because I don't want Tyson or Kim to go home, and I feel like if it were to go to tribal that one of those two would go. So every time I'm secretly kind of glad, but I also feel like they are going to be in a tough position. I mean, they'll be in a good position because they'll, they're, they'll have more people on their tribe when they go into a merge or if they go into a swap, but it, you know, I guess, it, you know, you got to just ride it out and see you how it You Tyson goes. and Kim are
1: on the block if the call yeah. loses, right? Man, I feel, that's my thought. Yeah. I feel it's the opposite of the Selleh tribe. I think the Dekal tribe will take Sandra out. If the opportunity presents itself, I think they will do what Cele doesn't for Boston Rob. They will yeah. no, they will take the queen out.
0: Yeah. Like I could see that.
1: Essentially, that's what will occur. Like, what is Sandra gonna do? Everyone wants her out. She can plant seeds and do whatever she needs to, but she hasn't contributed in any challenge. She's mm-hmm. she did do the fishnet thing, which is which is really cool and caught the shark, and I think that was impressive. But
0: yeah,
1: no one has skin in the game in that tribe. So I think Sandra is an easy out in that situation. And there will be drama, obviously, because I think Sandra will shake it up and it's good TV. Yeah. But the call will vote her out. Because why wouldn't they?
0: Right. If she can get some momentum behind her although she is always just going to be a target no matter what but I feel like she is just such an obvious target I, I could definitely see it being her as well I kind of didn't really buy that whole part where Yule was talking about how it kind of thinks that it could be Sandra because Tyson made this case how it should be Sandra and then sandra feels like and then sandra caught the shark and then he's like well now that sandra's like contributing it's like yule is way too logical and strategically minded to get i guess influenced by someone catching a fish you know like he's not thinking about it on i'm hungry or you know those surface level things he's thinking about it like three four five steps down the road yeah so he i I feel like yule would probably wise up and go for sandra as well but i think that other just
1: made up in a way that sandra's gone yeah it just i feel like that that, that, that has to be the move i can't see anyone else getting kicked out of that tribe unless unless they pull like a danny move uh and completely let the paranoia take over but yeah. That would be my move next week if you know if the call ends up losing that,
0: yeah. that challenge. What do you think of uh Sophie's spot on that tribe? Again, we haven't seen much from her. I don't even know. Did we hear from her at all in this episode?
1: Uh no, you get a good moment of her just doing the puzzle, uh, the tree puzzle on the challenge. Yeah. She doesn't really say much. She gets she does get approached by Tyson about eliminating Sandra, I believe. Yeah. Um, but we don't get a lot of Sophia Georgina Clark hyphen Flores, <laughs> uh, in the show. And that's fine, because I feel like later when it gets a little bit tighter, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to get a lot of her. Uh, she's she's playing the Yule game, too. She lays low. She makes smart, calculated decisions on what she says and who she says it to. Yeah. Um, but again, they haven't had any reason not to. Yeah. The morale is high. They got chicken kebabs this last this last win. Mm-hmm. They have a spice rack. Mm-hmm. They have the flint. They're just, they're just caking it over
0: there, man. It's nice. Yeah. They're the Kumbaya tribe over there so far.
1: Yeah. And I know the show's really trying to get a little bit more of them in there, but if you're not, if you're not losing challenges, right. What's the point?
0: Exactly. And I, I think that in terms of like a positioning on the tribe, I think that Sophie is kind of in a similar position to like Sophie and Yule are kind of like the, uh, Uh, jeremy and michelle on this on the decal tribe right because they're kind of they have their own little uh two-person thing going on but then they are part of a little bit of a larger like kind of middle alliance in there and then they're also not they're also shielded by bigger threats in tyson and kim and sandra and tony so i feel like they're in a they're in pretty similar good spots. I feel like we're going to see Jeremy and Michelle and Yule and Sophie go pretty far. But again, I've been pretty much blindsided by almost all of the votes beyond the first episode that we had. Like I was pretty shocked by the Danny thing. Like I thought that she, no one was really going to be coming for her. And then, you know, she kind of self-sabotaged. And then I was really shocked by the Ethan thing. I was like, why would anybody go for Ethan at this point? But I think that it, you mean like pre
1: pre series premiering. You didn't think these were the four that were going to be knocked out this early. Well,
0: probably not. I mean, not pre like pre series. Yes, I I wouldn't have thought that because a lot of times what happens in these returning seasons is that all the big people tend to go out right away. Right, like when Tony big came back. Yeah, like when Tony came back last time. Like he went out right away, and Sandra went out pre merge and you know, they take out these big personalities and these big threats early. And then they, you know, the people that are maybe a little bit more subdued kind of skate to the end, you know, like the Ambers, the Dannys, the Ethans kind of tend to go far because they're not threatening. So I definitely thought that, but even episode by episode, like I really was, I thought that Danny, when she went home I was really shocked by that because I thought she had ingratiated herself back into that old school group after that initial flub with Rob. And then, you know, Ethan again, I, I had what in what way was Ethan threatening other than his friendship with Rob? And I think
1: elimination by association
0: is what it went. That's what it seems to be like. It seems like people are taking out the pawns rather than they are like the big dogs.
1: Yeah, those that, yeah. I think the softer personalities are the ones that are taking hits right now. Yeah. Um, and Adam should have gone though, but yeah, I think there's a reason why Jeremy and Michelle went for it because I'm pretty sure their votes were for Ethan as well. Yeah. And, and I, I would love to know their mindset on that. Why why did they go for Ethan over Adam? Well, that's what in that situation
0: I was confused by that because they were they were kind of they felt like they were stuck between. Are we going to go for Rob and Parvati's plan of blindsiding Adam? Or are they going to go with Adam's plan of trying to go after Parvati? And then, so we really went into it thinking it was going to be between those two. And part of me, which I was confused about, it seemed like they have now pissed off Adam, Parvati, and Rob without you know by going after Ethan because Adam wasn't in on the Ethan vote Adam still voted for Parvati so he was totally blindsided by that so I think he's going to feel a little bit miffed by that and then Rob and Parvati are obviously going to be a little bit miffed because they went after their one of their closest allies so it's like it seems like they made three people mad whereas if they had just gone after Adam the only people that would be mad would be Adam and he'd be gone yeah so I, i'm a yeah. little bit confused by that but i feel like they did it to shake it up a little bit and they're trying to i just...
1: think it had to be a lot of that had to be they didn't want adam to feel like he was calling shots yeah so what they did is they threw a curveball and isolated adam mm-hmm. so adam is alone in that entire vote for going for poverty and poverty went after adam so right those votes eventually canceled themselves out um So I think it was just it was a flex of their power. Essentially, we found out who has the power in that in that tribe now. Going into the next episode, Mm -hmm. Um, and and they isolated Adam in the process of it. Yeah, and Adam is in a weak spot, and what he needs to do is probably the thing that he chose and vowed not to do in the first and the beginning of this episode is to team up with Boston Rob. Yeah, and now he has to.
0: But there's no way that Rob is going to want to work with him because Rob was clearly so sick of adam by the end of this episode or you know when he when adam was trying to sell him on voting poverty out it was just there rob was clearly not having that he was so pissed when he went and talked to jeremy and michelle about that so there is no way that rob will ever ever work with adam i absolutely
1: love how they lie to their to each other's faces yes I love the fact that it goes, hey, we're voting for so-and-so. You're in? Yeah, I'm in too. And then it cuts to another seed in the same drive where it's like, yo, Adam said we're going to vote her out. Yes. <laughs> what do y'all think? It's just, it's so cold-blooded. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I, it's so funny to me. Yeah. I think it's just really hilarious that how, how, how straight-faced they are about, yeah, man, I'm with you.
0: Rob is a great liar. He's so good, and i, I couldn't trust anyone. The paranoia would consume me. I know it would be—it would be it would really, consume. really hard. I was kind of impressed by um, by Jeremy and Michelle when Rob went up there, and in his typical, you know, Rob father mob boss style, he was, you know, they were. I think he went up there and he's like, "I know the plan is poverty," and they're like, "No, no, no, the plan is." between Ad, you know we're trying to decide between Adam and the you know and they're trying to lie to him then and he's like listen I know I'm not <laughs> like I'm not bullshit you. like let's just cut to the chase I know that it's coming down to parv and I want to talk to you about the other option and Jeremy and Michelle are just so cool and collected in that instance even though they're facing the direct heat of Rob calling them out. Right. So it was, I was really impressed by that. Jeremy is just Mr. Cool as a Cucumber guy. He's just is yeah. so smooth.
1: Yeah. He's writing that, y'all voted Natalie out wave. Yeah. Stuff. Like, I don't even think he's that close with Michelle either. Yeah. I don't he know. Just he just knows that's a good. Yeah. I think that's just a good move on his part right now. Yeah. He's writing solo and he's just playing. He, he's doing essentially what everyone else, what Danny didn't do, right? Mm-hmm. He's not. He's not calling the shots. He's just letting the game come to him, and then he'll make his moves yeah. from there. But, and I and it's given him so much play, and he has so much... He has a lot, right? He has all those idols. He has, yeah. he has a couple of fire. Like and no one knows. And, and he's, he's chipping away that.
0: at other people's positions in the game slowly. Mm-hmm. He's just... And I feel like 90% of his screen time in that we've seen so far is him... It's just a close-up on his face or him within the frame having a stoic face and not giving anything away. And I feel like that's because he got blindsided on the first vote, having Natalie go off. And he's like, I don't trust any of you guys. And I'm just going to keep everything close to the vest on this one.
1: He's got a lot of shifty eyes. He gets those close-ups where he doesn't say anything.
0: Yeah. He's
1: He's just shooting daggers at random people. And you don't know who, but... Yeah, you could tell he's thinking and looking and watching and listening, yeah, uh, very well. It's just like a good anime character, yeah, (laughs) a bunch of just eyes, yeah, quiet, eerie pauses. But man, he's he's good, and it's, it's the creation of him losing Natalie, yeah, he knows it,
0: yeah. And I think that it is indicative of how good of a position he's in when they were talking about how after the challenge, they were all just sitting around for an hour and it was just completely quiet and they're staring at each other, waiting for people to run off and make a move. And and then Jeremy just calmly gets up and walks away. And then all of a sudden, all these people start coming out and wanting to talk to him, right? Like he didn't have to say, hey, come. I need like, come with me. I need to talk to you about something. Like he just goes somewhere and people need to talk to him about things. Like people come to him. It's like when Rob... In the last episode, when they voted out Danny, Rob was just standing by that ring game, and people are coming in and kissing the ring and talking to him about stuff. Like that's kind of what Jeremy is, but on a little bit more of a, a, a subtle, low key way. Man, he's so I'm rewatching
1: the episode right now, and it's on mute, and just the way he walks in to vote, calm, cool, collected. Yeah. He's just very chill because he knows he's not on the block, but he also knows what's about to go down. Yeah. And the fact that no one knows that. Right. Is going to have him make, I think, make the merger and maybe even get further in on that on that end. So. Right. I'm impressed by his game so far.
0: And now for a brief word from our sponsor. So, Rudy, are you watching a lot of movies these days?
1: You know, not a lot of movies, but I've been watching a lot of series uh, mm-hmm. on DVD and VHS. Yeah. Recently, I've been watching a lot of Beetleborgs. Uh, <laughs> what? Classic, what is Beetleborg? The classic Beetleborg Saturday morning uh, show. <laughs> Seriously, okay. cool, but you know there are places that still sell that uh, show, and you can rent them out if you want to.
0: Yeah, well, I actually know of a place exactly where you could do that. It's Word? called. Yeah, Blockbuster. So Blockbuster is sponsoring this episode of the podcast. And Blockbuster is your go-to destination for watching movies and TV shows if you hate getting things quickly and easily. Blockbuster can offer you a hard VHS or DVD copy of any movie that you like. The best part is you don't even know what they have available until you put on pants, go outside, and drive yourself to the closest franchise to check it out. And if you're in luck, someone hasn't already rented the very last copy of the thing that you actually wanted to watch. Your options are literally the opposite of Limitless. So Rudy, do you have any personal experiences with Blockbuster?
1: Oh man, Friday night's Blockbuster is the best. Packed house. There's only certain (laughs) amounts of videos that you can rent from. And if you're going for that last Will Ferrell classic and someone else has it, I'm ready for that battle royale. I'm here for it.
0: My favorite memory from Blockbuster is going there every Friday night and renting the uh, WWF video game every single Friday for about 10 weeks in a row to the point where we probably paid twice as much in rental fees as it would cost to actually buy it.
1: Yeah. Why would anyone want to spend 60 bucks up front when they can slowly chip away at it and spend 85 over a series of 12 weeks?
0: exactly just makes no sense i mean, it just it's a no-brainer blockbuster is the no-brainer solution to it's that. the go-to so
1: it's the go-to for movies it's the hipster it's the hipster netflix
0: <laughs>
1: exactly
0: hipster netflix
1: there you go I just like it better and you can put it in the vcr
0: yeah so if you've always wanted to watch a movie a tv show or rent a video game without any of the convenience simply pull out your local phone book open up the entertainment section Scroll through a couple of pages, go right past it, scroll back to the actual page that Blockbuster is on, look up that number, and call your local Blockbuster franchise. And when the pimply teenager there cannot help you out, just drive yourself there in a blind rage. Next Friday night, check out Blockbuster. So at Blockbuster, where your options are incredibly limited. Yeah. I'm curious, Rudy. So I ended up, um, so we talked about this earlier. Natalie has three fire tokens on the edge of extinction. And we really don't know what the correct way to use fire tokens is or how they're going to play into the game. Like typically on the edge of extinction, what will happen is at the merge... All of the people on Edge of Extinction will get a chance to compete in a challenge to be able to get their win their way back into the game. And then everyone that loses that can continue to stay on the island for another chance to win their back in the game. Um, or they can quit, right? And so the and then there'll be another challenge at like final five or final six or something like that, to be able to win yourself back in the game. So we, you know, we don't really Know how the fire tokens will necessarily play into that, except for the fact that on that little menu that they have on Edge of Extinction, one of the things that you can buy with a fire token is an advantage in that return challenge, right? So, like, but then they have all these other different things on there, both on the edge on their menu and then in the game on their menu as well. And so, I'm curious. I'm going to read through a couple of the different things that they have on there. And I'm curious, like if you were Natalie, what would you do with your fire tokens? Or if you were in the game, what would you do with your fire tokens? So on the edge, if you have one fire token, again, Natalie has three, you can buy an advantage in that return challenge. If you have three, you can get an idol with, full power so basically like you can get one of those immunity idols or for three tokens for one token you can get peanut butter or you can get a bottle of wine or you can get a six pack of beer or you can get a hammock so if you were natalie and you have three out of the three tokens so far like what is what do you think your strategy would be with how you're going to use those fire tokens if the goal is to get back into the game you use an advantage Right, but that's just one, right? Like that's just one token. Unless you think that you think you could probably buy like multiple advantages in that return challenge.
1: I mean, it's a menu, right? It's not one of. Is it one of those things where once you buy it, it's off the menu?
0: I don't know. Like probably not. Menu? Probably not. Right? I don't know. Hmm. It's interesting. But what would you? What would? Where would your mindset? So you definitely if, buy an so advantage if back if in I the game. Play it
1: in the sense of like you buy it, it's gone. No one else can buy it then yeah, I'd buy probably an, immu- an immunity or And then I would follow that up while I am celebrating that I'm back in the game. Uh, probably six-pack of beer. I think beer is in there, right? Yeah. If it's not, I'm getting that bottle of wine. <laughs> um, which leaves me with one fire token that I'll pocket and yeah. see if I can barter and use that to my advantage later in the game. So I would use two, pocket
0: one. Yeah. One strategic, one for pleasure. Yeah, and that would be. Good. <laughs> what about if you were in the game? So in the game, you know, again, all those people. I'm assuming that you could pool fire tokens together, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm assuming that that um, Sophie and Yule and Nick and uh, and Wendell could pool them, you know, their tokens together to get something. So in the game, the the prices for different things. So there's a category that's food, and so for three fire tokens. You can get coffee and pastries for four. You can be win, or you can buy a small bag of beans for five. You can win a regular bag of rice. Another thing, another category is comfort. So for four, you can buy two blankets and two pillows. For five, you can buy a tarp, or for four, you can buy an advantage in a challenge. And so, if you were in the game do you think that you'd try going for one of those things where you pull it together or do you think that you would hold on to it for, you know, cause the other way that we've seen fire tokens go so far and only granted only a few people know this is to, if people want to sell you things from edge of extinction, like Natalie's been doing with people. So like, what do you think the good strategy is in the game with your fire tokens? Just hold on to them. Or what? I think you play the solo
1: game. I would never pull. Yeah, I would never pull unless it's for comfort. If, yeah. if we're gonna, if we're gonna ball out and have a bomb dinner, I pull it to buy a bag of rice, right? Or I'll pull it to buy some coffee for the squad. Yeah. Uh, but no, every the way this game plays out, you buy for the advantage. You pull, you don't pull, but you try to earn as much as you can for the advantage.
0: Yeah. I think you you just sit on him, right? You just like, you you just hold it. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Or if you do, for example, Jeremy has three, he could easily tell someone he has three tokens and can start selling, he can buy votes.
0: Yeah. Right? Probably. could be
1: a moment where someone will be like, yo, I'll give you two fire tokens if you tell me that you'll vote for so-and-so.
0: Yeah. That, That could be a good way of
1: using it. And I think that would be awesome way of using it. Um, or even just using the idol. I'm curious at how all that plays out, uh, in the, in that sense, but nah, man, you got to play the advantage. There's no way you buy that. You're going to get rice, not a lot, but enough to survive. Uh, and they hook you up on the show because they don't want to go into those legal issues. And so I think you, you stay the course, you pocket them and you, you want those advantages.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. And that's a good example of, I think where the game has gotten. So they used to do this thing, not every season, but you know, a lot during some of the earlier seasons, and it was called the survivor auction. So it was after the merge, they would all go to this one, you know, it's like, instead of a, a reward challenge, because sometimes we've only seen challenges where they win, where it's reward and immunity. Sometimes later in the game, they'll have challenges that are just reward challenges. So like you could win, food or you could win a trip to a spa or something like that. Okay. And um, they would have this one reward challenge where it was a survivor auction where they gave each of them 500 bucks and then they would auction off different items. So Jeff would be like, I have a cheeseburger and then people would pay like 200 bucks for that. Or they would, you know, they would put in bids on that, but then they stopped doing it because, and I, I want, I don't know when the last season that they did it, but you know an example of like in Tony's season they had an uh they had an auction and Tony was he had this little confessional while it was going on he's like i know that every time they have an auction they are there at some point later in the auction there is a, an auction you can you can buy an advantage in the game i don't care about any of this food all this other stuff I, I'll, I'll eat food when i'm done i want to win a million dollars so i'm not going to spend my money on anything because i want to have the be able to have the highest bid on an advantage and then him and this other guy spencer both bid five hundred dollars on that so they essentially more or less like flipped a coin to be able to win that but i feel like that's where the game has gone where people don't really care about like if anybody buys peanut butter or a bottle of wine or if they buy like a bag of rice or anything like they're gonna that that is so that's really short term thinking for them. Yeah. Right? Like
1: remorse too. Yeah. Unless you know for a fact, you're going to be eliminated.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I feel like, and with these contestants, it's clear that they're not, they're not in it to buy comfort. They're not in it to buy, uh, you know, a bottle of wine or anything like that. They're in it to win. So they are going to play it in that fashion. Yeah. And they are going to play for advantages. Yeah. So even if they did do a auction, I feel, aside from, no, every one of them would probably hold to their money and see what that advantage is at the end.
0: Yeah, I think that you're totally right. And I think that the the sort of strategic next level gameplay is kind of like what you mentioned, is utilizing those fire tokens to garner not things off the menu or not within that bartering system between edge of extinction, but literally like going to someone in the game, it's like, listen, I'll give you my fire token. If you do this, or I'll trade you my fire token. If you sit out of this challenge or if you do this, that, or the other thing. So I feel like that's probably, you know, like probably the next level of gameplay. I hope we see something like that in this season because otherwise it's just going to be like, no one has
1: used an idol that they found. No one has used, any of the fire tokens the only thing we saw this episode was sarah accepting a challenge to go steal what did she end up getting from that other tribe
0: she had a steal a vote so you can steal like After when you go to tribal you steal someone's vote and then you can use it so when she um in her season that she won she found this steal a vote um advantage and then she i think that she used she stole someone's vote and then voted them out with it possibly i think that like basically having people vote them like you can so someone doesn't have a chance to vote but then you get to vote twice is more or less how that works
1: yeah and we haven't seen any of that play out yet it's still early we're three episodes in yeah uh so i think it's still trying to gain traction and people still need to collect enough to start making moves in that fashion i think next episode though yeah. I don't know. I still think this there there's a there's an element of show running and producing that's kind of pulling strings in my opinion, obviously. Uh Yeah. And so I do think to Call will lose next episode. And mm-hmm. if I had to pick one, I would assume that Sandra's leaving. Yeah. That would be that, my go for next week. But yeah. if Sele keeps losing, man, that
0: Adam's gone if they lose again.
1: You call Adam? Dead. You're saying Adam? I I already put my eggs in that basket and that hurt that hurt I don't don't know it would be interesting what happens there
0: yeah so you think Sandra and then uh, I I I would say yeah I think I'll agree with you. I think Sandra goes if DeKal goes and then if Sally goes I'm gonna say Adam what you're going Adam I think Parv might be it
1: they're running out of b-roll of her using you know of her her bathing herself in the in the ocean I feel like there are more shots of parv doing other things yeah they always go back to her showering in the ocean or bathing in the ocean <laughs> it's so ridiculous i think they're really pushing that flirt game that she has yeah
0: <laughs> well, well, oh man what else you got oh we're on the same page
1: there uh i really don't have anything else man i just want more tony um yeah. in the episode more sophie. I, I could always have more sophie for sure uh just the mindset and how she tackles the game is going to be very interesting. Honestly, I wish, Great. I hope, I hope that my next, ep- the next episode is decal heavy and not so much Sele just right. to get a little bit of uh, a shake up and just new personalities. Cause I do want to know more about Sarah. I do want to know more about Sophie. Yeah. I don't know who these people are except for what we talked about. I want to know Tyson's game. I want to know how Tony will play it. I have no yeah. idea what's, what's Nick's purpose I feel like he's a cameraman that just happened to stumble on <laughs> and they said let him roll um oh I do have a question actually Ben yeah. where does Ben stand in all of this
0: like on You're the in- LA tribe yeah eh, I mean I feel like he is in that group of four like he was in the majority vote this week um so I don't know. I mean, really I feel like he's doing Alliance,
1: right? He's just kind
0: of. I think he's aligned with Denise. I clearly he thinks that he's aligned with Adam, but I don't know if Adam likes Ben that much. I think that he's talking with. He's clearly has some kind of alliance with Jeremy because he voted with Jeremy, and then he was, mm-hmm. you know, they were talking strategy, and you know, who are the four up that
1: voted? Him? Ethan,
0: Denise, Ben. Jeremy and Michelle. And it seems like Jeremy and Michelle were the people that, that got them to do that. And then they pulled in Denise and Ben. So I oh. think that that, that group is, and they, they that, that it used to be that group and Adam. Right. But then I think that uh they clearly kind of iced Adam out of this one.
1: I remember saying that it would be Adam that burns Michelle, not Michelle that burns Adam.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I, <laughs> Michelle,
0: I was wrong. This is what I'm coming out of this. She surprised us, right? Like she, she kind of.
1: I thought she was gonna. She was gonna stay strong with Adam, and yeah. no, it didn't work that way. She was like, "Okay, I'm gonna go with Jeremy, Denise, and, and Ben." And I, I, I
0: like, like that God. group. I like Jeremy, Denise, and Michelle and Ben. I feel like that's a cool group. It will be a shame if like the show is more interesting when Rob and Parvati are on there. But I think that at some point they're going to have to go. Otherwise
1: three though, Rob poverty and Adam who joins that Michelle,
0: Jeremy Denise group. Probably Adam. There's no way that Adam will be able to work with poverty. won't want to work with him because she knows that. I mean, she literally said like, I'm going to chew up Adams, Adam and spit his bones out on edge of extinction. And Rob hated Adam after he tried to come for parv. So I feel like Adam has no choice, but to work
1: with so robin parver on the outside looking in then
0: yeah and for Jerry, sure yeah.
1: denise ben michelle and adam are gonna have all the leverage there to vote both of them out if they wanted to
0: yeah and i think that another thing that could happen is sometimes what they do is they don't just merge these two tribes together at the merge like a lot of times what'll happen which i'm surprised it hasn't already happened is they will swap so they'll all come and to a challenge thinking it's going to be a challenge and then jeff will say drop your buffs and then they will basically draw out of a hat more or less for new tribes and so you could get it completely shaked up shaken up you
1: can get a whole new clean sheet on a challenge well so what just, just you can just switch tribes based on whatever the show decides wants to happen
0: Show, yeah, the show could just shake it up and be like, "We're gonna switch up the tribes right now and just oh, draw it out of a hat." Damn. So God. that's where yeah. Robert so we don't know
1: from that yeah. significant. Adam would benefit from that significantly. Yeah.
0: Anybody that's not in a majority alliance in their tribe is you know, anybody who's on the outs would it totally benefits from that, right? So like sometimes it's just trying to make it to a swap, and that's why I feel like. That's why they should, part of me thinks they should go for Rob because if they don't actually, you know, if they keep trying to weaken Rob, like, yeah, Rob can't, doesn't have enough power to vote anybody out on the Saleh tribe right now. But if they swap and he hooks up with um, Tyson and Kim and he's clearly not getting on with uh, Sandra, but, you know, he has people that he could connect with, you know, to create uh tight you know it totally depends it's a it's the flip of a coin or the you know drawing names out of a hat as to who he's going to be with but you know that nothing is permanent right like they constantly the show constantly wants to shake things up that would be cool would i'm be here cool. for it i'm here for usually, it. usually usually we get a little bit of a tease so again when jeff says drop your buffs that's when we get that that's when you know they're shaking it up and then they'll get a big reaction out of that but they usually they'll tease that in the preview for the next episode and they did not do that this you know in that preview so it seems like we're gonna roll with the same group but you yeah. never you never know so yeah
1: i'm rooting for to to lose and uh you know ready for the queen to go so yeah that's where yeah. i started all of that and you know if you're gonna dangle adam out there chop him <laughs> chop him can't can't do that
0: yeah yeah all right well cool man well, it was good chatting with you any uh, any other last thoughts nah man ready let me see what next Let's week looks it. like
1: it was actually pretty Let's fun I'm surprised it took 40 seasons for me to actually get into it <laughs> i'm late on it's it. great you're in yeah i'm like a 29 uh, year old rookie on the pelicans from i think italy <laughs> It's like oh this is a lot of fun why wasn't i here earlier
0: Yeah. All right. Well, awesome, man. Well, we will chat with you next week. All right, brother. Take care. All right. How are we going? All right.